This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! Spoiler alert! What Did You Watch This Week is a candid discussion about recent movies and TV shows, and it may contain spoilers if you haven't watched them yet. Listen at your own risk. Episode number 324 of What Did You Watch This Week? My name is Mike. My name is John. I'm glad you went with that version. Oh, good. I'm glad. Thank you. Yeah. He, he was workshopping a few different ones right before we came on there, and uh, I think this yeah. is the winner. Yeah, I think it was, too. I think it uh, was was definitely the, uh, the best one to go with. You clever little bitch. So I... Oh, thank you. So I... My my cat is opening up the closet like she's reaching her paw and pulling the door. Why? There's nothing in there for you. Well, there probably is. Oh, yeah. Here probably. comes the other one. Here comes Raymond. Yep. Yep. Raymond's got to investigate it. Yep. So, <laughs> any any Hugh, uh, I had a good week. Uh, my daughter requested to watch a couple of movies. We did that. Nice. Nice. Um, I was very shocked by one of her selections. We'll get to that later. And mm. I watched a few few TV shows. Mm-hmm. We had a, a lot of trailers. Yes. Uh, a lot Disney of Marvel D3 was out, or D23. And, yeah, uh, Star Wars Day, Marvel Day, Disney Day. A yeah. lot of trailers. Holy cow. And yeah. And, whatnot. and, and then uh, I got a little fall preview action going on. Nice, nice. Um, so I guess we should just dive into it. Yeah. I, uh, I only watched one movie myself, so. Yeah. Okay. But I did get a number of shows in. I don't know about too many shows. Um, so on Sunday, my daughter wanted to watch, uh, we were like, oh, you want to, let's watch a movie. She's like, oh, let's watch a comedy. We've watched a lot of horror movies at her request, by the way. So let's watch a comedy or something like that. I couldn't decide what to watch. We hemmed and hawed and back and forth. And it's like, oh, let's like watch something Marvel related. And she's like, well, maybe just we even watch an episode of one of the shows because, you know, she hasn't watched all of them. And I was like, oh, well, so we settled on Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Nice. Solid choice. So we watched the first one and it ends with as she put the dollar store Captain America. Uh, that's a dollar store Captain America. If I ever saw one, I'm like, you're not wrong, honey. Nope. And then uh, she's like, well, what time is it? Can we watch the second episode? And I was like, yeah, you can watch the second one. Watch the second episode. That gets done. She's like, oh, whew. what time is it? I'm like, it's 9.15. She's like, well, we got plenty of time to watch the third episode, don't we? I'm like, <laughs> I guess so. So we watched the third episode. So we watched half the series. You know, there's only six episodes nice. in, the, in the run. And I was like, so are you going to watch, like, the next three episodes at your mother's this next uh, couple weeks? Or are you going to wait and watch it with me? And she's like, I'm going to watch him tomorrow after school, Dad. So just watch him. Like, <laughs> okay. Nice. Um, I mean, so in, she, in the one, on the one hand, you must have been like, ow, my heart. Like, why aren't you watching them with me? But at the same time, she liked it enough to want to immediately watch it. Yes, exactly. So, no, there really wasn't an ow, my heart moment. That was at the fair on Friday night. Um, but 
uh, yeah, it still holds up. It's still really enjoyable. It's good. I love the dichotomy of Bucky and 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 uh, Falcon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Their their hilarity, their their couples counseling moments. I mean, I just I don't. Know, I like them together quite a bit. <laughs> the couples great. counseling. It was yeah. great. Yeah, that's one series. Um, there's a few of the series that we kind of skipped over, but we need to go back and you know me rewatch her watch. That's one of them. Um, Hawkeye's one of them. Yep. And we still have to watch the Eternals. I still haven't watched the Eternals. She's never seen it. I, I'm dragging my feet on that one it's one of those like you should just cut the cord and watch the damn thing i should i should but it's like every time we sit down and watch a movie there's better movies out there you know i don't want to waste movie watching opportunities to you know squander that time with something like the eternals i know but it's not it's not it's not god-awful terrible what i really want to figure out is the meme that I've been seeing pop up a lot recently, or sometimes it's a meme, sometimes it's just a statement of fact, but they're basically saying that, you know, we've had this many movies since the Eternals, this many movies and TV shows since the Eternals was out, and nobody has made reference to the fact that there's a giant dude sticking out of the ocean. So I'm assuming that happens in the Eternals. Um, yes. But... I, I want to see what happens there so that I can understand the joke better and then figure out why nobody has addressed well, it. Well, it's like the meme of where uh, in Black Widow, her sister. Yelena. Y- Yelena. I think it was actually, it was in Black Widow or Hawkeye. I think, no, it was in Hawkeye where she makes comment about she wants to see the new Statue of Liberty. Yes. And, but that's it. And then in the Spider-Man no way home. We see the altered Statue of Liberty with the Captain America crown, and then it cut. You know, so it's it's her saying that, and then it's Captain America. Going, oh, I get the reference now. Mm, yeah. Gotcha. Like that meme yeah. was out there, and if anyone saw that, they'd be like, "What the hell are you talking about?" <laughs> yep, I could see that. So sticking with our Marvel theme, She-Hulk, Attorney at Law, Episode Four. Episode Four. It's not that. Is that not real magic? Um. This show's great. Just great. It's phenomenal. Um, I, I love the fact that they're keeping the fourth wall breaking. She was breaking the fourth wall before Deadpool was, you know? Oh, yeah. In the comics. Yeah. Um, I love that. Uh, the one thing that I will say, though, is another one of those were, like, the next day. So it aired. I didn't watch it until, like, a day or two later. Um, and all the headlines were talking about uh, everybody's new favorite character everybody's thrilled about this character being introduced. And as Julie and I were watching it, she's like, it's got to be Johnny blaze, right? Or Donnie blaze. Sorry. Cause Johnny blaze is ghost rider. She's like, yeah. it's got to be Donnie blaze, right? It's got to be Donnie blaze. Cause he's awesome. Like he's just, he's fucking ridiculous, but he's awesome. No fucking everybody's going nuts for Madison. Yeah. Madison can eat a dick. That, really? That's my thought. Yeah. Like Madison is the epitome of everything I hated about the party scene, the bar scene. She yeah. is the quintessential that girl. The yeah. one that people are like, oh my God, she's so much fun until they actually have to be in a room with her. And then they're like, get this fucking parasite away from me. Like Madison is the worst in my opinion. And yes, people are like, oh, Wong has a BFF and oh, they're watching shows together. Yeah, she keeps spoiling them. 
So even if we could forgive her vapid personality, the the fact that she's constantly drunk, the fact that she's completely self-centered, the fact that she constantly spoils things automatically makes her a persona non grata to me. Like she, she's got to go. She just <laughs> was perpetually spoiling things for Wong. And then you pile everything else on top of it. I, I, I hated her as a character and so many people seem to love her. Um, yeah, like you said, uh, the breaking the fourth wall thing. So a, I, I enjoyed Madison's character to an extent. Okay. Um, I thought she served her purpose. Well, the PS scene, cause every episode's had the little PS scene. So like the PS scene was funny because it's like I, I like that she Hulk actually plugged it. She was like, wow, yes. this was a bit of a downer. I bet you there's going to be a great stinger at the end. I was actually really annoyed with the Titana trademark she Hulk. So she can't use she Hulk like that actually annoys me more than anything. I just I, I just find that dumb. <laughs> it, it's not only dumb, but it is absolutely on point for the world that we live in right now it is 100 yep. percent the most believable thing in that show unfortunately i love yeah, everything about right. it but yeah it was so believable that she would be like yep. oh nobody trademarked that i will trademark it and then i will sue her that was an elon musk kind of thing yep yeah seems right so donnie blaze he's a magician and he went to comitage and he got expelled for unethical use of his powers so now he uses his powers to help his magic act whenever it's kind of floundering and he just transports people to other dimensions and then brings them back. And Madison's one of his victims or volunteers or whatever. So Wong wants to sue him. And so she Hulk takes the case and they sue him. Um, but uh, what I don't, did they win the case? Magic can't be copyrighted. Yes, that's what it was. Magic can't be copyrighted. So they didn't really win the case. No. But, accident, but they accidentally um, unleashes some demons. Um, yeah, the judge said this case is far from over, and yeah. she said that we would we would talk more about it later. But yeah. in the meantime, she wasn't going to grant the injunction because it's magic right. and, you know, it's so, his livelihood. But then – then Donnie Blaze accidentally unleashes a bunch of demons, can't close the portal. So Wong goes to help, and then Walters go, you know, She Hulk goes to help, and and you know, in order to get him to, uh, so he basically he agrees to no longer use his ma- his his portal power magic that he learned, um, so that they'll help him. So he agrees to, and he signs a deal, so he can't use his magic anymore, which is fine. Mm-hmm. The B story is Jennifer Walters has a dating app and no one seems to be biting. So she creates one for She-Hulk and everyone's biting for different reasons. Mm-hmm. And then she meets like a really nice guy who's like really nice to, as, you know, to She-Hulk and thoughtful and listens and this and that. And then they go and they, they do a little bit of horizontal mumbo apparently in bed. And the next morning they wake up and she is Jennifer Walters. And he basically just like, All right, I got to go. And yeah. go, sir. Yep. So he was into She-Hulk, not, you know, who She-Hulk wasn't. Yeah. Which, come on. Like, you didn't know that was going to happen. Oh, I mean, I knew it was going to happen. You knew it was going to happen. She should have known that it was going to happen. I mean, right. not, She's to, an not to blame woman. her, but yeah. yeah. Like, that was coming. Yeah. So, uh, and it ends with the Titana cease and desist order. Uh, mm-hmm. She trademarked She-Hulk. 
I read somewhere that like, did they tease uh, a new character because you know where Madison got sent to this demon world and she had to, she got out of there by signing a uh, making a pact signed in blood with this goat person and blah 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 blah. And she's not allowed to mention his name. Yeah. So I read that that possibly could be a spoiler for an upcoming or, or you know unveiling of a new villain we haven't seen yet. Some people think that this might have been the first teases of Mephisto. I think that fans just that's really right, want Mephisto. Mephisto to be yeah. in this world. But yeah. I think that's going to be a hard sell for Disney. Mephisto is the quintessential, uh, uh, like, he is Satan of the Marvel Universe. And Disney's yeah. so family wholesome that... Yeah, but they're, they they put, you know, Daredevil and Punisher and those series up in the TVMA with everything mm-hmm. in them, all the violence, all the cursing. They got Logan and Deadpool on Disney Plus. So, I mean, they're acknowledging Fair. that, hey, you know, these realms, these worlds, these movies, that we're not just kids, we're adults. You know, and for years, Disney has been sneaking a little on the side adult comments, adult jokes and things like that. <laughs> in their movies. Sometimes without their knowledge. Yeah, fair enough. So, but I, I love the show. Uh, I enjoy too. it thoroughly. Um, 10 out of 10, no. Uh, but I enjoy <laughs> it thoroughly. Nice. I yeah. do as well. Um, Did we say goodbye to two shows this week? Did we not? Uh, let's see. One, we, two. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, what we do in the shadows. And American Horror Stories. American Horror Stories. <laughs> Yeah, thumbs Big down. Big old raspberry thumbs down. Not a great oh season. Oh, no. This, this last episode was it. Uh, Alicia Silverstone, who's apparently old enough to play a mom now, and looks way older. She is a mom, <laughs> but she looks way older than she is. Mm, at least gotcha. in this. Um, because I had to look it up. I'm like, oh, she's only 47. Well, she looks in her 50s. Which is fine. I think against that, it just threw me off. But anyhow, um, yeah. So her son and daughter are at some place. They they go swimming and looking for stuff on the bottom, and her son gets pulled under and dies. They can't find his body. They have a funeral. The sister blames herself. She's having dreams. They go back. She ended the, up in a mental asylum. Oh yeah, she got yeah she got she got yeah exactly like. I don't know. It was it wasn't a great story. No, it wasn't. It took way too long to get where it was going. And then when they finally do the big reveal at the end, it's all wrapped up in like two minutes and 30 seconds. Yeah. And uh, and it gives you no real satisfaction. No, there isn't. It's like there's a com- basically these three guys got murdered because the town didn't like it was it was a town that got flooded because of a dam that was either burst or put in place. Put One in place. Other. Yeah, which if a dam was put in place, like the water wouldn't come flooding in like that. Like that didn't make any sense. It would take much longer for the water to fill in. But regardless, so these three guys drowned because they got chained to a cement pylon. And somehow the Alicia Silverstone's husband, so the dad, works for the firm that helps keep the dam from being opened breached because of the crimes that'll be discovered somehow he's to blame and I, it was it was fucking it's, it's dumb. his family so his yeah, family right. his set family up 
Yeah. His family set up the dam in the first place that ended up flooding the town. Those three that yeah. got chained down there were murdered because they protested it. And they were like, this is going to destroy the town. They're like, fuck you. So they killed them all execution style, I guess, by yeah. letting them drown. And he not only knows that it was his father or grandfather that did this, but he's proud of it. He's like, yeah, someday this will all be yours, honey. Well, regardless, the spirits came and dragged him under the water. So he's dead now, too. After taking his firstborn son that was innocent. But, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. That's how ghosts work. So mom and daughter are now free to uh, breach the dam. So here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. This is what the American Horror Stories is supposed to be TVMA, edgy, adult themed, like horror stuff. And this was basically an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? It was. It was so like even in the beginning when the kids are like, we're going to dive down under the water. I'm like fucking nickelodeon shit is this yeah this was def this was an this was like an episode this is an homage to are you afraid of the dark and was tv pg mm-hmm. like i don't know that, that's my take on it it wasn't great the, this whole season wasn't great last season there was a few episodes you could hang your hat on of the seven be like oh this was good this season not really no. i thought dollhouse was decent it was I okay aura, yeah. i thought aura the smart doorbell thing i thought that was a cool story yes um, I think Dollhouse was okay. The yeah. twist at the end that tied it into Coven was what yeah. made it good. Yeah, agreed. Um, Aura was good. The, the you know the the ghosts and the smart bell and all that stuff like that. That was that solid. was a real ghost story. Yep, that was Drive. That was a good little twist there on the serial killer. It was and a the good urban twist. Legend. The rest yeah. of the story was meh. Yeah, but Milkmaids, no. <laughs> Uh, Bloody Mary was pretty good, but uh, that one just dragged for me. It, it yeah. took too long and it covered too many different eras. And I thought facelift was dumb. Ugh. Uh, again, and, um, they all of them seem to be going for that one little twist at the end. Like yeah. they all build up to a twist. And eh. I thought Necro started interesting and ended. Eh. Um, and then like, yeah, so all in all, not a great season, not a great season at all. Nope. I would have to agree with you on that. Uh, what we do in the shadows though. Um, yes, (laughs) there was a couple episodes I kind of struggled with. Um, but I thought they finished strong, um, with uh, sunrise sunset. Yeah. And, uh, I, I really enjoyed it. So we got the, we finally get the culmination of, baby Colin growing up and it was beautifully done with like, he left himself. You know, he was like compelled to bang holes in the wall in his basement. And he figured out that, you know, there was, he left himself a safe box. And when he opened it up, there was a single slide in there and he brought the projector down and he, he booted up the slide and it showed these three points on the wall to hit one, two, three. And he did that and it blew out the back wall and let him into this secret compartment that had all of his journals, um, which were very similar to the journals from um, seven, <laughs> you know, the, the oh, plane, yeah. yeah, the plane yeah. paper. And it was like wall to wall text, you know, just like yeah. nonstop. And he sat there and read them and it was fun watching the little transformation. Like, you know how he kept like running his hand through his hair and it fell out and then run his hand through his hair and it fell out. And then he started like squinting his eyes a bit. So he found the glasses in the, uh, drawer and essentially he 
turned back into Colin Robinson to the point where he has all of his memories. Like he said, Oh, I kept such detailed journals that I was able to, you know, figure out everything that was going on. He doesn't remember being a child. He doesn't remember anything about the past year. He doesn't remember Laszlo fathering him for the last year. Nope. Which really hurt Laszlo's feelings. It sure did. Um, he, uh, yeah, he basically though, has retaken his place as Colin Robinson as an energy vampire. Uh, he, I'm, I'm glad about this cause I loved that character and he takes right over. Oh yeah. We have $642,000 in the bank account and here's the pin. Yeah. Why don't you let me handle renovating the house? Because this is the kind of stuff I live for. And yeah. He basically gets to do his energy vampire thing to the contractors so he's back to being himself, which is great. Yes, which is yeah. is awesome. Yeah. So um, essentially from the beginning of the season to the end, of the, by, the, by the time this season ends, you know, uh, Nandor is single still and back to reading. And he's going to read for the next 15 or 20 years because he's into books again. Yep. And Nadia burnt down her. Well, she tried to burn down the club. <laughs> Because it was, the it was fucking blood sprinklers. Yeah, so the blood sprinklers finally worked for the first time and saved the club. However, her office got burnt up and all the money she was embezzling got burnt up. Because she never um, thought to take all the money out of the walls before she set the place on fire. Yeah. Laszlo is sad because of what happened. The house is going to get revamped again. But really, the big story is what uh, Guillermo did at the end, eh? Wow. So, yes, I loved it. He, he basically took all the money that he had been embezzling and took it to his buddy, the, the vampire that works at Derek. the convenience store. Yep. And said, this is for you, for what you're about to do to me. You're going to turn me into a vampire. So he went and credits. Yep. And he basically, he said that, you know, now that Colin's back, they don't need him around. The, the house can function on its own. Um, Obviously, Nandor doesn't need him because he's just reading and everybody else is doing their own thing. So he's like, I'm out of here um, and find somebody else to turn him into a vampire. I'm pretty sure that what they're going to do is they're going to say that, like, his Van Helsing blood prevents him from being turned into a vampire. Yep. I think this is going to be a very sad real realization for him, and he's going to really hate that. Uh, so that'll be his crisis for the next season is trying to figure out like all this time he's been working towards becoming a vampire. And now he knows that he can't be one. So what's he going to do with life now? I mean, it'd be great actually, if they made him a vampire because then he'd be like blade, but I don't know. <laughs> I, I have a feeling that it's either that or it'll be something stupid. Like, you know, Derek gets killed right after Guillermo asks him to change him or something, you know? Right. We'll see. Oh, let's see. I, I did not watch the uh, next episode of the uh, Power of the Rings. The Rings of Power? Rings of Power. Sorry, Rings of Power. I watched episode two and three. Um, okay. Loving them very much. It's interesting watching this right now at the same time as House of the Dragon. It really is. This reminds me of watching the Orville and Strange New Worlds at the same time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um House, especially after this week's House of the Dragon episode, but House um, of the Orgasm, House of the Incest, yeah. Uh, so Rings of Power episode two and three um, continues 
what I am very much enjoying is a very good show. The cinematics are gorgeous in this. I mean, it's mm-hmm. absolutely breathtaking seeing the the vistas that they've got. They really laid some groundwork. I'm sitting there. Julia's like, I should have brushed up on this because uh, at one point there, uh, we meet this captain of a sea ship for the island nation uh, of N- Norin. And we meet his son, who's going to be a sailor as well. Uh, his son is Isildur. And I was like, that's the guy who was supposed to throw the ring into Mount Doom in the beginning and kept it instead. And, uh, yeah, caused all this shit. Hmm. So, yeah, Isildur someday is going to be big. Um, but, yeah, so it's interesting seeing that, uh, piecing things together. Really got some some brutal action. Um, sleep hit. The, the mm-hmm. slave hit where they're digging the tunnel. We got to see the elves try to make an escape. Uh, it was very well done and very not well done at the same time. So, yeah, I'm really enjoying this show. Uh, nice. Really finding it beautiful. So, yeah. Oh, what else did you check out this week? Uh, dinosaurs on a spaceship. Doctor Who. Ah. Which was fun because, like, we're watching it. And uh, this was the first time we got to meet Rory's dad. And Julie is a big Harry Potter fan. So I was like, did you see? His dad is Arthur Weasley. And she's like, yep, I noticed that. And then in the same episode, the guy who took over the spaceship plays Filch in Harry Potter. She's like, oh, my God, it's him, too. Yep. Yep. So we're having a little Harry Potter reunion. Um, Great episode, though. Uh, This was the one with Nefertiti and the big game hunter. And they brought them along. And just super fun stuff. Uh, but also the one where basically this is where Amy and Rory are starting to be like, mm, why don't you just take us home? Like this is wearing a little thin, this almost dying thing. And you know, you just, you disappear for so long at a time and then you come back and you do one adventure with us and we almost die. And you know, we're getting kind of tired of that. So, um, did you watch, any of this season of Cobra Kai? I did not. I watched episode one and my note was episode one of whatever fucking season this one is. Cause I honestly don't remember at this point. Is this four? Is this five? I think it's five. It's five. Okay. Okay. Um, very slow start. Oh yeah. Yep. It's a, it's a slow start. Um, I will watch it. I will continue to watch it. Um, I hope you do as well so that we can chat about it, but it was a slow start for sure. And, um, that's all I'm going to say about that. Okay. I do plan on checking it out. I just hadn't, I I just hadn't, that's all I'm going to go with. Just haven't. So the only other two shows on my list are resident alien and house of the dragon. Yep. So resident alien, uh, okay. Episode, uh, lot, they did a whole lot with Darcy doing a ski competition, um, scamming pain pills. Yeah. Uh, getting, uh, talking Harry into give her a quarter zone shot, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so that's a big thing. Um, Harry, once he realizes he was Goliath and his future self went back in time, et cetera, et cetera, uh, determines there's only two alien races that could have caused this to happen. The greys and then the alphas or something like that. Alpha Dracoliths or something. There we go. Uh, the, 
and the, but he thinks it's the alphas because the grace have no interest in earth beyond you know anal probing people yep. which so we've known for years <laughs> yeah while they're traveling to uh the ski competition they pass the 37th north parallel so he stops and he does a crop circle <laughs> we learn that crop circles are nothing more than the way that aliens talk to each other they're emojis he said yeah, emojis. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the one on the far right is my middle finger. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he basically tells the Alpha Draconians or Draconas or whatever it is, the Alphas, like, hey, uh, stay away from this planet. But then on the way home, we see like what happens with the Greys on the X-Files is time got lost because the Greys stopped time and talked to Harry. And basically the Greys are like, hey, yeah, we're the ones that are going to destroy Earth. Um, so cut the shit. Uh, it's not the Alpha Draconians, and don't interfere with this. So, I really like the way that that was done, where so. where they were driving, and you know Darcy and Asta look back at him, and they're like, "Hey, you okay, Harry?" And he's like, "I'm fine." And you're like, "What the hell's wrong with him?" And then they show you later that it was yes. like you said, the time stop. Yeah, I thought that was good. Um, oh, Ben, uh, Kate decides that uh she doesn't want to have the resort built so she just goes to ben and goes hey yeah don't do it and he's like no nah, i'm gonna do it and she's like no nah, i told you not to uh, you were before before yeah but now i'm not for it and so yeah don't do it so he's trying to stick to his gun so this is gonna be a fight because that's what she told him she's like oh that's right after the meeting i told you to stick to your guns no matter who it was but it's me i'm your wife and he's like uh yeah you're right and no matter who it is. So I'm sticking to my guns. She even tries like, she's like, Oh, taste this cider. It's really good. And he's like, wow, that is good. She's like, that's like eight bucks. Donuts are like four bucks. And he's like, wow. And she's like, well, that's resort town prices. He goes, great. I'm going to go get more donuts. Yeah. I'm going to contribute to the local economy. Yep. Uh, the deputy's trying to convince the sheriff to stay in town because you know, that investigator likes him and, you know, he should stay here in the small town. He's like, why wouldn't I go back to D.C. where I can have like a murder a day that I'm trying to solve? Like he's bored and he feels very much like a bumpkin. So, yeah. But then when his dad says, I'm not going, you can go, but I'm staying right here. This is my home. And mm-hmm. he's like, but, 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 but Papa, you know, so, yeah. Uh, what was the other story? Do we have we didn't have anything with the kids this time. No, surprisingly. No, we had nothing with the kids. Oh, yeah. The big story. I don't know it's a big story, but Asta finds a letter from her mother and confronts her dad and is like, did you know where my mom lived the whole time? And she's like, he's like, yeah, but like you didn't need to meet her. She wasn't ready to be a mom. She still isn't. Da, 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 da. So her and Harry go and visit Asta's birth mom. And wow, I mean, just wow. <laughs> not only is she not even interested in meeting Asta or knowing anything about her, but like, you know, she doesn't even care to talk to her. Oh, no, she's you know? a complete bitch about it. Yeah, she just wants to talk to a friend, smoke cigarettes, cough her head off, be a bitch, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And like when Asta talks about her child, and giving up her child. Um, but then she says, my daughter. And he's, and her mother's like, well, hold on a second. That's not your daughter. You gave her up, right? Yeah, so you're not her mom. Yeah. And so that's, that's when she's like, I'm done. <laughs> yep. Yeah, well, I guess it's time to go. And I, Harry's like, 
as a doctor, you don't recommend things like this, but I say to you, keep smoking. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, yeah. So talk about, I mean, that just, whew, not even like, yeah, that's just bad. That's like worst case scenario ever of meeting your biological mother. Well, that or if she was like a murderer. I mean, well, I know, but, you know, I yeah, know. I, I see where you're going with it. Yeah. So. At least we didn't find out that her bio mom was an alien. Right. <laughs> I guess there's still time. Uh, well, actually, yeah, there is still time. Um, we got three episodes yeah, that was, left. That was Harry's whole thing was he stuck his finger up Asta's nose at one point because he said that the alpha draconians are very good at disguising themselves. Oh, but yes. that that like sticking his finger in her nose, that would have been like very pleasurable for her if she was one. It's a pleasure zone. Yep. Yeah. And he does it to Darcy later, which is hilarious. I like Darcy's reaction <laughs> of like, no, just no, or something like that. I don't know. It was funny. Darcy finally introduced her boyfriend to the crew. Yeah. Yeah. So, but hopefully she's not hooked on pills again. Yeah. She probably will be. I'm sure she will be. Because she's always a big disappointment. Yep. Always, always, always. So are we doing House of the Dragon at the very end, or are we doing it now before we get into the other stuff? Part of me just wants to do it now, but I guess okay. we should wait to the end. Okay. I'm, I'm good either way. Yeah, you know what? Let's just do it now. Skip ahead a few minutes if you don't want to get spoiled. Because I don't want to end with it, because I didn't care for the episode. I didn't either. Um, Julia's exact words right after the episode, she looked at me and goes, wow. They finally reached an episode where literally everybody on the show, she goes, it was the giant game of, am I the asshole? But everybody's the asshole. I said, everyone's the asshole. Yeah. Everyone sucks on that show. Yeah. Like we, it opens up with Renea somewhere and suitors are like, Hey, uh, I want to marry you. And here's why. And she rejects all of them. The coolest part there was when like the 12 year old was up there (laughs) and like the, the douchebag, like jock 20 year old, was trying to put him down. And so the 12 year old drew, drew down on him and then cut to him cutting the guy in half practically. So that was, uh-huh. cool. I, I did enjoy that. Yes. Um, yeah. they, so they called she, that her tour. They kept yeah. saying, they mentioned it like three or four times. Oh, we arranged this tour for you. Yeah, it's tour, supposed to be it? like two more months of you going to find suitors. Yeah. She's like, fuck it. Take me back to King's landing. And yep. they go, Damon shows up. Um, on his dragon and uh, walks in and he's got a crown on. He's yeah, they named me the king of the narrow sea, but then he bends the knee to his brother and says, but you're the only king. And he gives him a sword to add to the throne and gives him his crown. And, you know, it was, you know, they, they go and eat feast or whatever. Um, yeah. You think Renea and the queen, her friend there, they're going to like, reconciled because they talk and like, Oh, I missed you. I missed you. But that all changes, you know, and Damon gives her a secret map and some stinky clothes. So she sneaks out and they go, she finally gets to see King's landing at night and they drink and go to a play where she's made to look like an idiot. And then, you know, they go to a whorehouse. They go to a whorehouse. Where he tries to seduce his sister, uh, sorry, his niece, and they kiss and make out. And I was going to say he he doesn't just try; he successfully. Well, he he can't he can't get it up. 
Oh, you think that's what it was? Oh, yeah, because he didn't even get a tip in. I, I thought it was a moment of conscience. I thought it was oh, just a brief no. moment of conscience. I think he, no, I think he's just gay. Or he's that gay. actually. He's, yeah, I think well, he's gay, I mean, so he women don't do it for him. Hmm, could be. That definitely makes more sense than him growing a conscience. Yeah, I, that's what I think, think it is. And so he, he leaves her there. And so she's like, oh, Damon. Damon, what are you doing? But like, it's such a long scene of them walking through the brothel and people like just in all sorts of undress and all sorts of people having sex with other people and some yep. one-on-one action, some homosexual action, some group action, just all kinds of nakedness and everything. And it's such a long scene. Like it felt yeah. forever. And then the whole seduction scene felt forever. And then she gets abandoned and then she walks home and then she like seduces her guard, the guy that she picked to be in the night's guard and they have the sex. And that's the which scene. also took forever. Yeah, that was a stupidly long scene, like undressing each piece of his armor and let's oh take this God. one off and let's yeah. take this one off. Yeah. And, and then they have the sex. Yep. A lot of it. <sighs> and, and then, then the, the king of the, the oh and then all while that's happening you know the the queen uh the king goes and has sex with his wife and she's clearly not happy about it but she, oh, you she know, just cranked out another baby that's screaming yeah. and crying and exactly. now he's like i want more yeah let's have another heir so anyhow um yeah so some little kid was sitting in the streets and saw ranero leave Yep. And goes and tells the maester and the maester sends the kid over to tell the hand. And basically from this little kid, they get all the details of the fact that uh, Damon and Renera went into the brothel together, that they fornicated. Um, but we don't know that because the kid was outside the whole time. Right. Exactly. He just saw her leave. Um, I did find it humorous that the king made Otto like tell him. He was like, I want to hear the words from your lips. Yeah. Um, but basically then everybody's accusing everybody else. You know, the queen goes to yep. Renera and she's like, you're a whore. And Renera's like, I swear on my dead mother that I didn't do anything. Yeah. She says, this is what happened. I snuck out. We drank. We saw a play. He, he wanted to keep going. He, I wanted to go home. But, you know, he was my escort. He brought me to a brothel. I saw a bunch of stuff. We never did anything. He left or he wanted to stay and drink. He got or whatever. drunk. So, yep. Yeah. And so I left and came home. That's what happened. Yeah. You know, and if you, you know, so, so she lied basically about accused her of treason because if, you, yeah. you know, if you, uh, you know, calling into question her honor is treasonous. Mm hmm. Yeah. Meanwhile, the uh, the king goes to Dame, uh, hauls Damon in. Oh, yeah. The the whore that Damon was going to marry somehow yeah. has him like in her tower. And he's like, am I your prisoner? And she's like, just like I was your prisoner. And yep. um, she basically says, I saved your life. Oh, great. And then the king wants to see him. So the king yep. kicks him in the side a couple of times and tells him he's an asshole and how you ruined her because no man will ever want to be with her now that she's been deflowered. And he's like, I'll marry her. And he's like, no, he's like this. So conquer had two wives. You're not a conqueror, you know? And yeah. And you she's just want to marry her because you want the crown. Yep. And yeah. So he basically kicks him out again after just welcoming him back. Now you're kicked yeah. out again. And I never want to see you in here again. 
Yeah. Just like last time, but you know, different. Um, and Renera in the meantime, um, basically her dad talks to her and he's like, you're a little asshole and you will now be married to the son of the sea snake so that we yeah. can repair our bonds there. And, and he um, was the kid that was, he also rides a dragon. Yep. He's got the, the, you know, the Targaryen blood in him. And yep. he's right. He, he's the one that rode the dragon that helped Damon defeat the crab people, the crab eaters, men. Yep. Um, so this so is a political move. And um, yeah. Renera is basically like, okay, well, um, I will do that to do my duty. But first you do your duty as a king and kick Otto off being your hand because he's completely out for himself. And the king's like, everyone's out for themselves. She's like, yeah, but he wants his grandson put on the throne. Yep. So he does. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he talks to him about how treasonous he is. He's like, oh, it was five days after this guy died. And suddenly, you know, or this guy was in power for five days and mysteriously died of an extended belly. And suddenly yeah. you are named as Hand of the King. And, you know, that was quite fortuitous for you. And But you've served the kingdom well. You've served my grandsire. You've served me. You've helped me make the king I am. You've been wonderful. However, your judgment is now impaired and I cannot mm-hmm. trust it. Yep. He's not wrong. Nope. But he's like also going a little crazy, I think. Cause well, yeah, because he keeps getting like poisoning from getting cut and lacerated from the fucking chair. And infections. He's missing two fingers on one of his hands now. He's got this- sores on his back and his arms. Like, this never happened when anyone else sat on the Iron Throne. Did you see the glitch from last week where he was wearing green screen fingertips on his fingers? So that they could be gone. And in one scene, you can see the green screen gloves. No. Yeah, they've since fixed it, but you can find it on the internet. It's oh, no. freaking hilarious. See that. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, literally. Uh, and then the final scene is Renera sitting in her chamber, and the, uh, the maester comes in with a special tea that he brewed, which will uh, cleanse her of any ramifications of her dalliances. Basically, yeah, so, it's plan B. Right. But essentially, the king still doesn't believe his daughter. Granted, he doesn't know that she, she doesn't. He doesn't know that she banged the knight's guard there. Right. Um, but she still doesn't. He still doesn't fully trust that she didn't have sex with somebody or her cousin or an uncle. I mean, mm-hmm. so but whatever. It is what it is. Uh, preview for next week basically shows that we're going to have a civil war. Damon versus his brother. No, the king's dead or going to be dead, and it's going to be Reneas, the you know the the rightful heir, battling you know her friend Allison, the queen, over uh, Targon or there whatever, Ar- Argon, her brother, Aegon, Aegon. There we go. Yeah, the first, the actual first male. Because again, even in the play we saw this week, it doesn't matter that her dad announced her as the queen. People are just like, but she doesn't have a dick, so we don't trust her. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this this was a hard episode. It was not enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, everyone's a fucking asshole. And yep. um, yeah, I uh, it, it was hard, especially, like I said, you know, for me, loving watching what they're doing on the Lord of the Rings yep. and then coming over to this and seeing the fact that George R. R. Martin, again, people could say, oh, well, back then things were different. 
there was no back then. He created this fantasy world that has well, dragons and yes, and the incest and stuff like that. But the accuracy on some of it is the fact that because she's a woman, she's less than like that's that's we've seen that on multiple true history things. We we see that today. Yeah, that's okay. true. That's true. Um, but what I'm saying is that you know you can't say that like oh the incest that's just a thing that happened because back in the day, but yeah, it's no. not back in the day. This is his right. fantasy yes. world. Yes. Um, and he seems to be quite enamored with the whole incest thing. Um, it's a little disturbing. Yeah, it really is. So that's it for shows, right? Well, uh, yes. Um, I'm going to start with Kate and I watched part three or the final episode, because I don't know if you want to call it a TV show or just whatever, but it was the Woodstock 99 train wreck Woodstock 99 documentary that was on Netflix. There's three episodes, about 45 minutes apiece. We watched the last one. Um, it was fucked up. Yeah. Plain and simple. Yeah. It was messed up. Like, like this the third a, episode or just the whole the thing? The whole in Woodstock 99 as a whole, which is why we haven't had another Woodstock celebration. <laughs> you know, the original Woodstock in 69, what that meant, what that was about, that was a sign of the times, the music, all the folky music and everything, the mellowness. I mean, like, that was, that's why it worked so well. And 94, it was like, oh, let's bring it back and we're going to have music and this and that. And there was some mischief in it. You know, there, there was some shit that happened and everything and, and whatnot, but it was not like the Woodstock was a peace and love festival. And that's not what 94 or 99, especially 99, because like the type of music that was played at 99, it was a metal festival. Mm-hmm. Yes. You had snippets of other things like James Brown being the first act on Friday, Willie Nelson opening up Saturday, uh, Sunday morning. Like you had some of those older acts, you know, Jewel was there. But like corn and Limp biscuit and Red Hot Chili Peppers and everything else, just like, you know, all those type of bands, which, you know, I'd love to see the Chili Peppers play, but it was not conducive for the environment of what they wanted to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, a lot of really messed up stuff happened. The mob mentality kicked in, breaking down walls, pulling over towers, setting multiple fires. You know, the police having to be called in. I mean, all on Sunday night, just all kinds of horseshit. Like it was it was it was and and then like sanitary issues, you know, and then price gouging and just just all kinds of stuff. It was. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, That, that sounds awful. Yeah, it really was. Movies. Um, so. Actually, I did watch one other show. Oh, what's that? We we watched the first episode on Netflix of Glow Up, the next makeup star. The first episode oh, yeah. of this season, and oh. um, it was it was actually good. Like, I, it's a reality show. It's yep. Um, people who are either YouTube makeup artists or they're professional makeup artists, and you know they're given a challenge, then they're given another challenge, then they're given a third challenge, and um, they, by the end of it, I was like, eh. The one kid who got voted off, I, it kind of pissed me off how he went out. But anyway, um, it was it, it was fun. It was actually a lot of fun. Yeah. Nice. All right, nice. go ahead. We got movies, trailers, news. Well, what movie did you watch? I, well, we watched Thor: Love and Thunder. Oh. What did you think? Because that is now available on the Disney Plus. 
I've heard a lot of negative about the Pinocchio movie, by the way, which I have, I have heard a yet. ton of negative about yeah. the Pinocchio movie. Yeah. Um, at the best, they're saying that it's just recycled, that yeah. they brought nothing new to the table. At the worst, they're really and it's a Tom Hanks movie. So that's rough. But Tom Hanks wasn't great in the Elvis movie either. Oh, no. Yeah. So Love and Thunder, what'd you think? Thor Love and Thunder fucking loved it. Um, absolutely loved it. Soundtrack was killer. Um, the humor was spot on. Uh, I found myself over and over again, laughing out loud saying, why did they still bring the fucking goats? Like (laughs) the goats. And I know the whole thing where basically, um, Taika Waititi said that he did this so that now James Gunn has to do something with the goats later. Um, in his movie, I loved that. But yeah, I just kept saying, why the fucking goats? Why do they keep bringing the goats? Um, I loved it. Uh, surprisingly enough, I adored the basically the the jealous girlfriend, ex-girlfriend thing going on between him and his weapons. Yes. That was stunning to me. Um, yep. It shouldn't have worked like the little things where he's sitting there and he's like talking and blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, like Stormbreaker comes in from the side and he's like, what? We're just talking. It was brilliant. And I loved it. I I know a lot of people probably hated that. They probably thought it was cheesy. It was meant to be cheesy. Like this was meant to be a very cheesy story. Um, Very rapid turn on um, Jane Foster. Like, I did not expect that to play out as quickly as it did. They, they, yeah. You know, she had a whole comic series as the mighty Thor. And I thought this was like, just based well, on the previous, I thought time it was for be, that shit in the MCU. Apparently, I guess I thought it was going to be like an alternative reality one. Nope. Um, nope. It made it, it sense was, though. The story they told made sense. It did. Especially when they give you that flashback, of him saying, you know, promise me you'll always protect her, yep. you know, to Mjolnir. Um, I started to, both of us started to have a problem at the very end with Gore's turn. Like the fact that he's sitting there at eternity, you know, to make his wish. And we're like, oh, he's just going to have a change of heart. Oh, come on. Just because Thor said something to him. But it's called you, love and thunder. If you think about it. Even when he, in the opening scene, when he was sitting there, like his daughter was dead, everybody was gone. He was the last of his kind and he's being choked out by this God. Like he was still like, he wasn't fighting it. He was still willing to go because the God said so, you know, he was a man of devotion in that respect. That was who he was at his core. It was the corruption of the blade that that whispered in his head and told him murder all the gods, kill all the gods blow because that's what the blade wanted to do. When the blade was destroyed, the influence was destroyed. Wesley just scared me. (laughs) I can see that. All he did was walk into the room, but it just jumped me. (laughs) You guys can't see the video, but that was just great. Like Mike sitting there staring at the camera. And then all of a sudden did the, the um, red Fox, like jump back hand to his chest. Like, I did yeah. not hear him at all. He just appeared. What do you want, buddy? What are you doing down here? Yeah, I can't tuck you in right this second. When I'm done, I'll come tuck you in. I don't know. When I'm done, you'll probably be asleep, but I'll still tuck you in. So 
in that respect, if you take out the corrupting influence of the blade, like yeah. it made a lot of sense for him to find his heart again and be able to say, no, yeah. like this is, although if he was, if you want to split hairs here, he's the first being to step foot before eternity. Yeah. So he is granted a boon, his one wish. Why couldn't his one wish have been, I wish that we could all live. You know, that would have cured him. It would have cured Jane. It would have cured his daughter. You know, like, let us yeah, all live happily. Now, but now Jane's dead, and Thor's got a, a child that he's going to look after and take care of. Love that. I love the dynamic yeah. there. I loved him yeah. handing her Stormbreaker and yeah. the fact that, you know, and they're called Love and Thunder. Yeah. I, uh, I thought it was a brilliant movie. I loved it. I'm looking forward to watching it again on the yes. Disney plus action. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was great. I really enjoyed the hell out of it. I'm glad I did you enjoyed too. it as well. Yes. Yeah. It, it was perfect. You know, Sunday afternoon, just kind of laid in bed. We ate some ice cream and, you know, flicked on the flick and it was just, uh, it was a hoot. Like yep. that was a popcorn movie. And yeah, I loved it. Um, <clears throat> I think that was, yeah, that was the only movie that I watched. So what do you got for movies? So Addison wanted to watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Which version? Well, that was the thing. She didn't specify. So I thought, well, we're going to start with 1974, the original. Like, that's where we're going to start. Okay. Because honestly, if you started with, say, the 2003 version or any of the newer ones, the 74 wouldn't look as good. And Fair she enough. was not disappointed, but she just was like, oh, okay, this is a movie. I've watched it. I, I got to learn about the, I got, you know, she saw like, it's not a movie she'll ever watch again, probably, or maybe she will, who knows. Um, but she was just like, okay, it, I, she honestly, she expected more kills and more violence and more blood. Like she saw in scream five, basically, or all the scream movies, <laughs> right? There's no blood in the movie. Like, when he puts the girl up on the meat hook and, and impales it into her back, you don't see it. You just see the hook and then you see her and then uh, writhing in pain, you know? Right. Um, when Franklin, the guy in the wheelchair, gets gutted and run through the with a chainsaw, it's done from you see the back of the wheelchair, Franklin's head flailing all around, and you see Leatherface standing in front of him and just like moving the chainsaw back and forth. And he's, you know, Franklin's flashing and his sister's screaming and... So, like, there's very little, like, blood or gore or anything in that. And so it was really almost too tame for her. Which is very odd because back then it was kind of the Wild West for stuff. Like, yeah. they didn't really have the strict um, rating systems that they have now. And you could get away with a lot more. Yeah. And and Toby Hooper got, rid of, got away with a ton more in other movies that he did. But for whatever reason, in this... You know, it was what it was, but it did create the slasher genre, if you will. A lot of people claim this, credit this, or they credit Psycho, but um, we'll watch others. Uh, the other movie we watched, um, my my cousin Johnny had never seen it, and, and of course, Addis has never seen it, and I haven't seen it in a long time, but The Craft. Wonderful classic movie. Yeah, I actually saw that at State Street Cinema. <laughs> nice. Back in the day. I think I did, too. Yep, yeah. I saw that at State Street Cinema back yeah. in the day, but, you know, Robin Tunney or Tooney, whatever, you know, Nev Campbell, Feruza Balk, and then the other girl. 
God, I can't think what of was her name. name. If you hadn't done that, I would have been able to. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, it, it, it's a good flick. It, it's, I'm not going to say it doesn't hold up, but it's not. I do remember enjoying it more when I was 17 when I watched it than mm, 43. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen this, the craft craft legacy. Yeah. The craft legacy, the new one that came out a couple of years ago. What about the craft singles <laughs> or craft dinner? <laughs> craft easy Mac. Yeah. Uh, and then the other movie I watched was duel. Not the Stephen King based on the Stephen King movie duel, but the new one with um, uh, Karen Gillum, where she we we shared the trailer and talked about it. She gets a, a terminal prognosis for illness. She can That's have herself right. cloned to have the yes. take over her life, but then she finds out that she's not going to die, and they can't have two of them out there. So a year from now, they're going to compete in a duel. That's right. And Was whoever lives takes over the life. Well, the critics like it. <laughs> and a lot of people seem to like it. Um, it was. The same could be said about Joker. It was so like her, her, her speech pattern was monotone. Everything was matter of fact. It's almost like she was either autistic or sociopath or both? Almost kind of like the kid from The Good Doctor, except without all the quirks. Just the okay. way she talked and was a matter of fact about everything and this and that. And, of course, her double is the same way. And a lot of the people in the movie all talk and act this way. And it's it was just hmm. – the concept was cool, but, yeah, it was – Okay. It was just okay. I mean, check it out if you want. I wouldn't give it a hard sell. It was on, uh, it's on AMC plus. Okay. I mean, yeah, I I might have, if I had seen it on there, but you're not painting a compelling enough picture for me to dedicate that time to it. I don't think. No, I'm not. So, so does that bring us to trailers and news? Um, I mean, yeah, we can, you want to, yeah, let's, we, we can do that. You want to we sprinkle in? Let's just go over the fall preview real quick, I guess. Okay. So I'm on the website I'm on that's got all it's the TVGuide.com. They break it down by network. So starting out with ABC, Wednesday the 21st is when their shows are coming back. The, the, the Connors, the Goldbergs, Abbott Elementary, Home Economics, Big Sky, whatever. Um, Not the this is us. I, huh? Not this is us. Well, no, that's a, that's NBC anyways, but this is ABC. Oh yeah. Yeah. So and then like they're bringing back like Shark Tank in 2020. And I don't give a shit about that. Who cares? Sunday nights they're gonna have Celebrity Jeopardy, Celebrity Wheel of Fortune. But There's Sunday only one Celebrity Jeopardy I want to see, and that was the one with Will Ferrell and as, Norm Macdonald. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Daryl Hammond as Sean Connery. Yes. Um. Sunday, September 25th, though, we're, the rookies back. Oh, nice. And then two days later, the rookie feds. The, we got the backdoor pilot. It's uh, the rookie but FBI girl who's annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Niecy Nash. Yeah. Speaking of the good doctor, she come, that show comes back uh, October 3rd. I didn't, I didn't watch the rest of it last year. Is that something you're still watching? Nope. I didn't watch it for like the past two years. Uh, I saw one of those I was on Peacock, I think, 
if that's the one that it's on. Uh, but I basically saw like a scene and he was dancing with the girl there that he likes. And they were saying that he's married now. And I'm like, Oh, good for him. Oh, all right, cool. Apparently they got married. Yeah. So that's kind of it for ABC for the fall. I mean, it's not a channel. I watch a lot of stuff on that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, CBS, uh, 48 hours is back 60 minutes and then starting Monday, September 19th. So next Monday or a week from today, uh, the neighborhood's back, Bob Hart's Abishola, and then the NCIS shows. NCIS, NCIS Hawaii. I'm missing zero of that. Yep. Tuesday the 20th is FBI night. All three FBI shows are back. Um, Wednesday the 21st, Survivor and the Amazing Race. See the pattern here? Yep. 25th, Big Brother. Thursday the Big 29th. <laughs> Young Sheldon, don't care, and Ghosts is back. So I'm excited for that. Another season of Ghosts. Um, a new series called So Help Me, Todd. I have no idea what this is about. Have you heard any anything? Nope. I'm going to look it up, though. Okay. So Help Me, Todd. It sounds familiar. Oh, I, I like him. Yeah. And I like her. Um, What's it about? As a kid, Todd wanted nothing more than to be a private detective. Now that he is, he's quite good at it. The rest of his directionless life, that's a bit of an unsolved mystery, especially to his uber-successful lawyer mom. So when she offers him a job as an in-house investigator at her firm as a way for him to get his act together, he reluctantly agrees, as long as mom promises to let her adult son be who he wants to be. All right, lost me. It's uh, It's got Skylar Aston, who, yes. you know, yeah, I, I love like him. him. Marsha Gay Harden is his mom. So it's got some some clout there, but yeah. Uh, another new one is or not another. Oh, I, you know, I'm sorry. Go back to ABC real quick. Thursday, sure. October 6th, a new show calls coming out. It's going to be called Alaska Daily. I am going to check out at least the first episode. Hillary Swank plays Eileen, a New York journalist, moves to Alaska for a clean start. Um getting a job at the daily Metro newspaper in Anchorage called Alaska daily. And she is in one of the things that she's investigating is the, as a, as a series of uh, indigenous women that have gone missing, which mm. is kind of based on an actual crisis that's going on up there. So yeah, okay. I'll probably check out the first one just to see how it is because it's not a police procedural. It's not uh, an FB. It's not a police show. It's not a lawyer show. It's not a uh, uh, NCI. You know what I mean? It's 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 something different. It's a drama that is a newspaper reporter, which I'm mm. sure will have a lot of crime in it. I realize, but yeah, and I like Hillary Swank, and I don't dislike her. I guess so. I'll check it out. But anyhow. Jump Honestly, back. when you said that at first, you said Hillary Swank. My mind went to Hillary Duff, and I'm like, it's ah, going to be an interesting uh, show. No, 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 Hillary Swank, the Swank. Uh, going back to CBS now, uh, like we said, Young Sheldon Ghost helped me taught, and then CSI Vegas is back that night, and uh, I plan on watching that. The Marge Hildebrand or whatever, she was in the first series. First Marge Hildenberg? She, yeah, she's coming back for this one. Uh, October 2nd, again, uh, the Equalizer's back. Don't care. Um, they got a new show called East New York. Not even no going to look it up. Huh? Not even going to look it up. Uh, let's see. I'm sure it's some gritty crime drama. Uh, the series centers on the officers and detectives of the 74th precinct in East New York, Brooklyn. 
Heading up Thank the precinct is Deputy Inspector Regina Haywood, the newly promoted commanding officer, played by Amanda Warren. Jimmy Smits is in it. He's the chief. Um, yeah. So there's that. Uh, I, they have a whole like reality night with Survivor, the real love boat, and Amazing Race. SWAT's coming back. Blue Bloods is coming back. And then a new show, series called Fire Country, which is about uh, wildflower wildfires out west and how they got like uh, prisoners, reformed prisoners, to teach them to be firefighters to send them in there so they can help fight fires and shit. Is it a reality show? No, it's not. It's a, it's a drama. I, I'm sure that all the people who have been constantly seeing their friends, families, and themselves displaced by the wildfires out west are like, this is what the world needs is a yep. dramatization of our plight. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, and then we got NCIS Los Angeles. So don't forget that. So we got like five NCI- <laughs> NCIS shows. Uh, going to Fox, their big show coming out, uh, actually debuted last night after the NFL was Monarch, which is the... It's like a country music dynasty family and blah blah don't give a shit. Wow, I I really stopped caring at all. Yeah, like Monarch. Ooh, is this going to be a king and queen thing? Nope. Nope. It's I think Trace Atkins is in it. Don't care. It. You yeah. said it's country music. Nope. Don't care. <laughs> um. Let's see here. Here we go. Just I'll just read the actual thing. It's a multi generational musical drama about the Romans, the family headed by Dottie Roman and Albie Roman, who have created country music's dynasty together. However, the origins of the dynasty are not what they seem as Roman's daughter, Nikki Roman, steps in and does all she can to protect the dynasty's reign in country music while cheering her own stardom. Starring Anna Frail, Trace Atkins, people and other people, Susan Sarandon's in it. Uh, see here, September nineteenth on on uh, on Fox is nine one one's coming back, and then the cleaning lady. Remember the both of those dramas. Uh-huh. Uh, Residents coming back, the Mass Singer, Lego Masters, and then on Sunday, September twenty fifth, we get the lineup of The Simpsons, The Great North, Bob's Burgers, and Family Guy for the two hour animation domination block that will constantly be preempted or starting late because of football. <laughs> yep. I didn't realize the Great North was coming back. I think I fell out of watching that. I just figured that was going to fall to the wayside. Me too. Uh, <clears throat> so far, I don't miss cable. Yeah. Hell's Kitchen's coming back. Uh, welcome to Flatch. Oh, yeah. We saw that one. It's it basically set up like uh, Parks yeah. and Rec or The yeah. Office. A documentary was sent to explore the life in a small town and meet the eccentrics of residents of Flatch, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is being double uh, that that hour block is welcome to Flatch and call me cat because that got renewed. Surprisingly. Yeah. NBC. The Here Voice. we go. But Monday, September 19th, Quantum Leap. Yeah. You better believe I'm going to be watching that show. So today at work, they had a Quantum Leap marathon on sci-fi, and I had it on the TV with the subtitles on the volume off, and I happened to catch the episode where Al and Sam swap, Mm. because they they got hit by lightning during the leap, and so they swap. So Al is now the person in 1945, and Sam is in the the waiting room, if you will. And so Sam is finally able to go home, 
and he starts to remember things like his wife Donna and everything else. And I tell you what, when you know how this show ends, it hits so much fucking harder when yeah. Al's about to be killed. And so Sam he's, decides he's going to leap into Al because maybe, you know, there's a, as Ziggy says, there's a 9.6% chance that we can we can retrieve Sam after he leaps into, you know, Clifford's body where Al is to save Al. And at first Don was like, I can't have you leave me. I can't let Sam, I can't let Al die. How many times has he saved my life? 23, you know, blah, 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 back and forth, back and forth. And and then like when Sam's holding her face and he says to her, like, I'll come back to you. And she's like, go. And And I'm like, think about the very last line that's on the screen at the end of it. Damn it. He's not coming back. Like, whew, yeah, it's your harder when you know how it ends. Dr. Sam Beckett never came home. Ugh. I hope they fix that with this new one somehow. Well, that's the whole premise is that they're going looking for him. So I hope they fix it. I, I really need I do, to. too. But I'm excited. That's a Monday night at 10. So I'm after so the voice for that, I, I uh, really hope it's not a typical sci fi show where it goes one season and they cancel it. Uh, me, too. <laughs> They put so, a lot of hype into this, though. They really I, have. And if now, they I wonder, did cancel it, somebody else will pick it up, I'm sure. Now, remember when um, – uh, remember the, the three-episode arc they had with Abigail where Sam was like the sheriff that helped the little girl Abigail survive, and then, and then, she, then he was her husband – and then he was the lawyer to help get her off her crime. And while they were married, while he was her husband, they had the sex and he got her pregnant. Yep. And she had the little girl named Sammy Joe. And then <laughs> she she became a genius and she grew up to work on the quantum leap thing to help get Sam back. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And then the evil leaper. Like, I just I, I, uh, anyhow. so much good. Although, like now, like you said with uh, Addison and Texas Chainsaw Massacre, nowadays if we sat somebody down and said, "Watch this show with me," the first couple episodes when they try to do the bad green screening of walking oh. through Al as yes, holograms, yes. they'd be like, "Why am I watching this shit?" Yeah, like this no, is you're right. horrible. Um, but Jesus, there was so much heart. There was so many good storylines. The science checked out. Like it was way ahead of its time. That show was ahead of its time. Uh, so yeah, so Tuesday, the 20th, New Amsterdam comes back. Yeah, that's getting another season, apparently. I don't know that I'm going to watch it. I don't think that I watched last season. I didn't. Wednesday nights is Chicago night with Chicago Med, Chicago Fire, Chicago PD. <laughs> Thursday nights is, uh, Law and Order night with Law and Order, Law and Order SVU, and Law and Order Organized Crime. And they're going to do the first night where all three of them line up yep. with each other and do yep. one case or... Triple crossover. Uh, September 24th, Dateline is a Saturday. That's gonna, they're going to have Dateline Weekend Mystery and then SNL Vintage. So that's a great Saturday night, NBC. Way to go there. Don't just <laughs> give us a two-hour movie of the week or anything. Right. Uh, La Brea's coming back. Didn't know it needed to. Um, Watched half of the first episode and hated it. A new series is coming called Lopez versus Lopez. That's going to be coming out on November 4th. Let's see what we got. Uh, it's, it's partnered up. It's 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 double booked, if you will, with uh, uh, the second season of uh, The Rock. 
Uh, it comes up. Lopez versus Lopez, which comes from the Connors duo, Bruce Helford and Debbie Wolf, is a working class family comedy about dysfunction, reconnection, and all the pain and joy in between. George Lopez and Mayan Lopez star alongside Salinas Leva, Bryce Gonzalez, and Matt Shibley with Lacey Mosley and Kieran Deal recurring. Okay. Young Rock's coming back, so that's exciting. Nice. On November. Yeah. CW. Apparently, Stargirl has got another season. Yeah, and I haven't That's... been watching it, but apparently Joel McHale is back. Like, he was oh. supposed to be dead, and now... Yep. But I saw something the other day that said that he wants revenge for those who killed him, and I'm like, what is going on here? So, maybe I need to check it out. But that started back on August 31st. Yep. Um, and then we got Wellington Paranormal, two episodes. Yeah, uh, you didn't like but... that one at all. I did not. In October, we have Family Law and Coroner. And then Stargirl is apparently still going to be on Wednesdays, but it's going to be paired with Kung Fu. Boo. Thursdays is Walker Night. We got Walker and then Walker Independence, which is a new series. It's a prequel to Walker, Texas Ranger, but the star is a woman. <laughs> Nothing wrong I, with I that, but it's just what it is. I didn't like Walker to begin with, so I don't need more of it. It's not something I expected to get a prequel on. Um, set in the late 1800s, the origin stories follows Abby Walker, a f- an affluent Bostonian whose husband is murdered before her eyes on their journey out west. As she crosses paths with Hoyt Rollins, a lovable rogue in search of a purpose, Abby and Hoyt's journey takes them to Independence, Texas, a small town with a big future. Okay. Okay. Who, how, is she going to do spin kicks? <laughs> right then who gives a shit oh my god okay hold on we gotta go back for a second yeah speaking of spin kicks the opening fight scene on thor love and thunder where the the um i say the opening fight scene it was the first one with the guardians and thor and they were like look we need your yes. help at one point when the two cars are coming at him and he jumps up and does the van damme split kick yes in between the cars and is holding them off with that. Absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely no reason for it. And I loved every second of it. Like there was no reason for him to sit there with his arms folded, doing the Van Dam. None whatsoever. And yet it was priceless. I loved it. Uh, Monday, the 10th of October, we got all American and all American homecoming, which is apparently a spinoff we needed. Um, Incorrect. <laughs> yeah, and then we got the prequel series to Supernatural, the Winchesters. I think I'm going to let you watch the first episode of that, unless Julia really wants to watch it because I know yeah. she was a big Supernatural fan. Yeah, and then that's pretty much it. Uh, Penn and Teller Fullis is back. A couple, an hour block of Whose Line Is It Anyway? Chris Angel has a new show called Chris Angel's Magic with the Stars. So good for him, uh, dude. Speaking of Supernatural, I have to tell you this. So I'm on TikTok a lot, and um, these Uh two girls who do music, I was following them, and they had a story the other day, and they were like, story time. And they're young girls, you know, I'd say probably in their early 20s, and they're like, we were super big fans of Supernatural growing up. We were watching it all the time. Uh, This is where we were first introduced to Kansas's version of, you know, Carry On, Wayward Son. They're like, and so when we started doing music, we recorded our own version. And, you know, we we had a dream that someday, you know, our version of the song would be in the show. 
Yeah. And they, they had a music video on YouTube, you know, cause they were just a couple little independent artists. Yeah. And, uh, they said that two days before the finale aired, they got a call from somebody and was like, Hey, can we use your version of the song in the finale? And that's the one that you hear the really slow female centric yeah. version yeah. at the end. It's good version. It's, it's a great version, but yeah, it was neat to hear them tell their story. And they're like, we were just fans of the show. We heard that. And we were like, we'd love to make a cover of this song and maybe someday it'll get in. There. They didn't like try to get it in there. They didn't write to them and be like, please put our song in. They just, you know, put a music video up on YouTube and they were like, yeah, we love the show. And then suddenly the show's like, Hey, we like your song. So that's, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I do too. Um, <clears throat> the only other shows I want to talk about, um, for the fall preview. Yeah. So on Hulu on September 20th. So next week we're getting uh, the show reboot, which we've talked about. And we watched the trailer in the past. I'm looking forward to that. Yep. And then the next day, the 21st, uh, first three episodes of Andor are going to be on Disney plus. <coughs> yeah. Three That's episodes. Crazy wild. Yeah. Uh, interview, the interview with the vampire, the series coming to AMC in October. Yep. I'm not sure I feel about that, but. Whatever. And it's then another one of those that I may watch it, but probably not. Right. And then on October 7th, Netflix, The Midnight Club, which is based on the Christopher Pike book called The Midnight Club. Uh, in the book, it's a group of kids that are in uh, hospice care and they get together at midnight to tell scary stories. Mm, yes, that looks so really good. Yeah, it does. And it's by the same guy that did like House on Haunted Hill or no, Haunting of Hill House and all those series that they've had on their recent on Netflix each year in their October, he has a new series that comes out, you know? So, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's a, but that's my fall preview wrap up, I guess. Nice. News and trailers though. We still got a ton to talk about. Uh, we do, but well, I think that a lot of them are really. going to be fairly like, yeah, so that's true. Ghost announced that, um, in season two, they're going to be doing holiday episodes. Um, yes. at least, two of them and they're they're doing this as an homage to the fact that um rose mciver has been in a number of hallmark christmas movies uh including a trilogy called the christmas prince i think yeah uh so they're doing this like in an homage to her they're going to make sure that her character uh sam is all about the hallmark holiday movies uh that's just going to be fun the show's great anyway but i love that they're doing that uh, since your trailers control so, control, I believe that they build that as a single room British thriller. Yeah. Uh, woman is given test after test after test. And, uh, you know, as she's taking these tests, it, they start getting more intense. Uh, they're threatening her family. Um, and then she seems to get some psychic powers from it. Yeah. Yeah, looks kind of interesting, maybe. It does. Well, there's a uh, there's a video game called Control, where okay. you start off as a character who is recruited to this mysterious organization, and you show up there, and everybody's gone and or dead. And uh, you develop psychic powers through the game as well. So I don't know if it's related to that at all, or if it's just something that happened to be you know the same kind of title. Uh, the Luckiest Girl Alive trailer you sent based on a novel. Yep. Um, Myla Kunis is in it along with Finn Whitrock and Jennifer <laughs> Beals and Connie Britton. Yep. I mean, it's a movie on Netflix. I'll check it out. 
Yep, looks like a decent thriller, and it's Mila Kunis. I mean, I love her and everything. Significant Um, other. What would you think of that? It looks interesting. looks interesting. I'll I'll check it out. Um, It's a Paramount Plus one. Yep. So we'll be able to get it. (laughs) Yeah. What did you think of it? Eh, I don't know. Like, I... So Paramount Plus kind of... It doesn't really scream to me like, oh, this is going to be high quality movie, but it looked interesting. You know, it looked interesting enough that I wanted to send it to you, Um, but it really like, I don't know, the the whole we've been hiking in the woods and, you know, I don't know who this person really is. They didn't give us enough to really explain. Is it a horror? Is she an alien? Is this a possession? Is it just right. a psychopath? Like, right. it seems interesting enough that I kind of want to check it out. But at the same time, I might wait for the um, reviews. Sure. Uh, Wendell and Wild. So... This is a stop motion animated um, Halloween thing. The what got me was that it's from Key and Peele. Like, yeah. Yep. Not not the Key and Peele show, but Keegan Michael Key and Jordan Peele are both working together on this. So. Yep. I don't I'm know. here for it. I'll check it out. It's on Netflix, like you said. Uh, <laughs> not that anybody here will probably understand this, but I had to send you the news article that they're working on sorority babes in the slime ball bowl rama part two. Right. And that, and that one of the girls from the original movie is directing this one and they got most of the cast to come back and play roles. in it. Yeah. That's uh, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Not for Brinkley, nothing. It's, it's pretty interesting. I'm, I'm looking forward to checking that out. Frank Stevens was one of the original sorority babes and she's now yeah. behind the director's chair and yeah. Yeah. I'll watch it. I'll watch the hell out of it. Uh, we got a poster for the Winchesters. Wang. Yep. Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery. Coming to Netflix in Christmas time. Yes, please. Thank you. Yeah, people are pissed. Uh, because originally this was, I believe, an Amazon. Or it was at least a big budget. And then Netflix purchased it. And now it's coming out only on Netflix. And the guy who directed it's like, this should have been a theater movie. Well, now it's not. Yeah, well. I think it looks good. amazing. Yeah, fucking Edward Norton. When was the last time we saw him in anything? Uh, it seems like it's been forever. Yeah, I like sincerely. Uh, the Peripheral. Yeah. Again, based on a book. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got Chloe Grace Moretz. Yeah. Coming um, to the old Amazonian Prime, so it can be a TV series, eight episodes. Yep. And it looks very interesting. It's alternate reality, but is it like she puts on this headset thing and jacks into a different world? And the guy's like, it's yeah. not a different, it's not a VR. It's a real world. And yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that looks interesting. Um, <laughs> I, I sent you an excerpt from an article that should not have existed. Yeah. Fucking they're going to make a sequel to Tusk. Because he basically says, I've still got story to tell there. No, you don't. No, 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 there's no more story to tell. I, I, well, I, I got to tell this. the story of what's going to be like for him after Tusk, after they take the tusks off him and take him out of the walrus suit and how he has to go back to life. Yeah. No, no, you, you don't. don't just nope. fucking euthanize him. That's what you do. <laughs> this was. Yeah. And the fact that once again, in true Kevin Smith fashion, 
he just sits there and talks and talks and talks about, I, I mean, this was a long article. So, yeah, 2024 so, is going to be the 10-year anniversary. Um, meet Cute, yes. I will watch this. Yes. Peacock it's a movie. Original. Yes. I thought it was going to be a TV series when I first watched the trailer, but no, it's yeah. a movie. Uh, Kelly Kyoko and Pete Davidson, and she finds a time machine and tries to continuously fix the previous date she had. Yep. So it's, and, almost, it's sort of like a, uh, like a, a time loop, but it's uh, – on-purpose time loop. It's an on-purpose time loop and a violent one because he actually mentions, he's like, what do yep. you do with the version of you from the past when you traveled back here? And she murders herself. Yep. Yep. Each and every time. Murders yep. herself to take that self's place so that she has knowledge and can... But then it looks like the twist is that instead of just having the date over and over again and trying to perfect it like Groundhog Day, she tries to fix him like she goes back to a different point and takes away his pain and it turns him into a completely different person and yeah so it's gonna be good it's gonna be fun i think great. so uh okay star wars the acolyte what the fuck is that i can't remember now uh hold on there was a lot that came out light see here star wars the acolyte uh, live action Star Wars series. The mystery thriller that will take the audience into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the yep. final days of the High Republic. The High Republic. Era. Yep. Yep. So the guy from so, the Squid Game is going to be in it. Yeah, he's got a lead role actually. Yep. That's going to be interesting. Dude. Oh, and the Star it's, Trek uh, three teaser. Oh, go ahead. It's in development with Russian Doll co-creator Leslie Headland, writing and serving as showrunner. That's that cool. doesn't do a lot for me, but I know you like the show. I loved Russian Doll, yeah. Um, Star Trek three teaser. Didn't even need to watch it, but I did. And um, I mean, oh. part, Picard season three. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, seeing the, the crew, you know, even though oh. a lot of them were just shots, but Jonathan Frakes being there and he's like, where you go, we go. Oh, yeah, you do. Knowing that it's the final season. I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be great. I mean, it's it's three seasons of a show we didn't know we were going to get. Um, and it's lots of feel good. And if you're a Next Generation fan, this season's going to be all there for you. Yep. Um, I love the little uh, little the little um, scene we get from Star Trek: Strange New World season two. I can't wait for season two to come. I love was, season one. I hope season two keeps the same formula of doing not monster of the week, but you know what I mean? The stories of the week episode. I love the clip. I, I felt bad for Ortega's, you know, I was like, Oh, but it was such a, a indicative of this show clip, you yes. know, where basically Spock's like, well, I can't undo the peril. And he's like, I had to report it. She's like, no, no, just stop talking. He's like, yeah, I get that. Uh, or when she's like, well, who's going to pilot the shuttle? And the captain's like, yeah, this guy, <laughs> this guy right here. I mean, I'm going to try. What's the worst that can happen? So that was just a clip. It wasn't even a trailer. It was an actual no. excerpt from the episode. Yeah. But the big news from Strange New Worlds, of course, we lost the engineer last season in a very tragic episode. Yes. Um, the head engineer. Now we're getting a replacement engineer of Carol fucking Kane. I'm here for it. I'm absolutely here for yeah. it. I just. I can't believe that she's a still, you know, out in Hollywood doing the acting thing, you know, 
and that she, well, I guess if you look at what was it, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Um, yeah. But yeah, to see her in the uniform and that she's going to be a regular member of the crew, <laughs> I am down for that. Yep. Uh, we're you always had a- uh, you always had yeah. Bones doing the you know I'm a doctor, not a whatever. Yeah. She she could do the you know um, I'm your wife, not a witch. <laughs> uh, we're getting a, a live action uh ezra bridger yeah in the ahsoka so cool. series in the ahsoka series I'm, I, I'm i'm happy for that great <laughs> absolutely uh disenchanted didn't don't need that oh i absolutely do the first I movie was enchanted. so good i yeah. loved enchanted this didn't do anything for me oh interesting yeah. It did for me. Uh, I'm I'm stoked for it because I like yeah. the twist on it. Where basically, you know, that's the thing is, fairy tales they always have the happy ending, you know, and they ray it off into the sunset. And most people are like, but what happens after that, you know? And this yeah. is the oh, life is kind of boring and lame and not a fairy tale, and yeah, yeah, I get it. Uh, I sent you all quiet on the Western Front teaser for netflix no interest whatsoever i think it looks great uh have you seen the other the the other versions uh, had no, to watch I, i'm well aware of them but as you know like i have no interest in war movies like it's just nothing that interests me that i want to be a part of it just okay. it's not my thing so well this is going to be a german flick in german so that's cool uh, English and in German. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Um, I bet you October are. October 28th. I watch it with Kanan. It's, it looks to be a good war flick. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Musafa, the Lion King Mufasa. prequel. Huh? Mufasa. Mufasa. Yeah, yeah, I don't care about it. <laughs> well, I did when I saw the logo. I was like, Mufasa, the Lion King. And then yeah. they said that it was a prequel to the 2019 live action Lion right. King. And I went, yeah. Pfft. Yeah, go to hell. I thought the I thought well, you know the, the the live action Lion King. I I don't know how it was longer than the original when it was basically the same <laughs> fucking movie, right? Uh, Inside Out two, okay, sure. Uh, so I love the first one. They're saying Amy Poehler's back. Great. Um, I feel like you already told the story. Like I feel like it was a really good story, and I don't think that you need to do another one, uh, unless we're going to do like Riley's kid. And seeing how Riley's kid deals with things. But again, like, well, I think they did it, just it release beautiful. a short on Disney oh. plus, um, that we watched. That was really funny. And I think that's kind of what it, it is. What was it? Um, um, I, I don't remember all the characters. So you just got to give me a second. Um, sure. Oh, the dad, so the mom and dad in the movie, in the show, um, yeah, follow. Okay, so Inside Out Two follows teenage Riley with a new set of personified emotions. So, in this one, it's Riley is going on her first date, and Dad is having a standoff with the with the boy because they don't know it's a date. He just kind of the boy shows up and everything, and it was pretty funny. It was only like a, two minutes long, but okay. it was well done. So yeah, this is going to be all about Riley. So that's yeah, that's why we get it. I say you for the trailer for the Little Mermaid teaser. So 
no zero surprise here, but this has become the biggest controversy of the week. With, is it because Ariel's being portrayed by a black woman? Yes. Yes. Oh, who and cares? and these racist motherfuckers are out here trying to use science. Oh um, my one guy God. was one guy was trying We're to major use the fictional argument beings. That, one guy was trying to use the argument that it's based on a Dutch fairy tale and the Dutch are all white, so that shouldn't be. Um, and as somebody pointed out, uh, in the Dutch fairy tale, she dies in the end. Uh, she's absolutely miserable. Every step that she takes on land is like a thousand needles in her feet. Um, yeah. And then somebody else tried to say there's no sunlight down there, so there wouldn't be any melatonin in her skin, so she can't be black. And just what you said, they were like, mermaids are fictional creatures. So they're trying to hide behind tradition or the lore or science to pretend that they're not racist, but they're just racist. They're just yeah. racist. Yeah. Yeah. And it's pathetic, but yeah. whatever. Like for me, I, the little mermaid was never one of my favorite stories. Anyway, mm -hmm. it, it was a little bit, I think that Ariel was the villain of the little mermaid. Um, I think that Ursula was very clear. What? With her. what? Ursula was 100% clear with her and said, here's the thing you, um, you can give me your voice and you can walk on land. And, Ariel was like, yep, cool. I'll give you my voice. She's the one that reneged on the contract. Like she's the one that said, no, you know, you cheated me. She didn't cheat her. Ursula was fucking straight up front with her from the beginning, told her exactly what was going to happen. And Ariel went up there to under false pretenses, try to steal this guy away and get him to fall in love with her for, based on a lie. Uh, she was also trying to get this guy to fall in love with her based on one glimpse of him. Like this was not a prolonged dating thing. She was like, Oh, look, that's the guy I want to marry. I'm going to, I'm going to sell my soul and I'm going to get some <sighs> leg up there and lie to him and, um, get him to fall in love with me. No, no, she's the villain. Ariel's the villain. So, <laughs> I was never a big fan of the little mermaid. I don't think that she learned any lessons in the end. I don't think that Ursula should have been treated the way that she was. She was a businesswoman. She was a small businesswoman. Oh like, um, okay. Ariel is the villain. All I'm right. telling you. <laughs> uh, Tales of the Jedi. This is interesting. So it's basically a couple of stories focusing around um, uh, Count Dooku. Dooku. Yep. when he's first starting out being trained by Mace Windu. Uh, and also he's training Qui-Gon. Yes. What was the other story? There's another one. It's Ahsoka Khan, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Yep. So looks interesting. It's all uh, animated, but looks good. The Thunderbolts. We, we knew this that. was coming anyway, but we got yeah. the full line. And now they didn't say if John Walker was going to be U.S. agent or called John Walker. I'm hoping he's called U.S. agent. He definitely looks like he's got so, the U.S. agent gear on. Yes. Um, but you've got Yelena Bolov in the front yeah. or Belova. Sorry. Yeah. So that's um, Black Widow's sister. You've got John Walker, which it's got to be U.S. agent because it's just like, yeah. well, they say Red Justice, which is David Harbour. That's going to be. Uh, an interesting dynamic. His daughter's going to be leading him. Yeah. Uh, I have a feeling he'll push back on that a lot. Uh, 
again, you know, they have Taskmaster and Ghost. Uh, they've got Bucky Barnes. Will he Valentina be the Winter Soldier? Fontaine. Yep, Valentina Fontaine will. I, I'm guessing that she'll be the you know person behind the scenes who just directs yeah. them all, gives them the missions. Uh, it, she'll be the um, oh god, what is her name? Why am I blanking on it now? Basically, they're saying that this is Marvel's version of the Suicide Squad. Um, yeah, that's you know they're figured. they're essentially villains. Uh, which could, is still questionable, but, you know, and we could see Kate Bishop. We could see Casey Lang. We could see Baron Zemo. You know, you never know who we're going to see in it. Right. Why am I so, blanking on her name? Waller. Waller. Oh, yeah. Um, Amanda Waller. Yeah. But this Thank is you. not a Disney Plus series. This is a movie. Movie. Yep. Yeah. So. So that'll be that'll be awesome. Because that'll be the uh, the anti-hero kind of thing, which they're kind of lacking right now. Uh, very weird twist. Very odd, weird pull. Uh, but I guess after She-Hulk and the Abomination thing, they're dipping back in. So Captain America 4, New World Order, is going to have Tim Blake Nelson return as the leader. Yeah. Reprising his role from the Incredible Hulk movie that they would just as soon forget. Well, the 2008 Incredible Hulk movie, which they kind of half acknowledged because, you know, like you said, um, Tim Roth's back in She-Hulk. Yeah. And he was he was actually in uh, Shang-Chi as well. Um, but they acknowledged, oh, I was a different person then. Yeah. You know, literally. And I'm back. <laughs> All right. I don't know what happened, but. <laughs> Nice your, frozen. Your, nice your frozen. internet went away. Um, so you said something about Shang Chi, and then well, you froze. no, I was no, I was just saying we got uh, the abominations in Shang Chi as well. Yes. So they're acknowledging the 2008 Incredible Hulk movie. I wonder if they're gonna at any point acknowledge the Ang Lee Hulk movie. I don't think so because well, that was so, so far removed from everything else. But didn't Sam Elliott play Thunderbolt Ross? Yeah, in that movie. He may have. Let's find out. What did you think of Werewolf by Night, that trailer? So, it seems to me like it's a one-off. It doesn't, I, I don't think that it's going to be like a permanent kind of thing. But I love the the special in the beginning, like the old 80s. Yeah. You know, now a special presentation. That was awesome. Um, that was awesome as well. And, uh, yeah, Sam Elliott was he Thunderbolt was Thunderbolt Ross. Ross in the 2003 live action Hulk, as well as uh, in 2008, he was portrayed by William Hurt, wasn't he, actually? Yes. Yes. William yeah. Hurt was. And that's who also saw Tony in that PS, uh, Tony Stark in that PS. Yeah. So William Hurt is the official Thunderbolt Ross for the MCU. Okay. And he played him in the 2008 Incredible Hulk movie, I believe. Yes, he did. So William Hurt took over. So that so the 2008 Incredible Hulk is considered part of the MCU, and the 2003 live action Hulk is not. Yep. And there's that. Yeah. So Werewolf by Night, like I said, I think that this is just a one-off. It's coming out this month. Or in October, maybe. October, yeah. But yeah, but it's supposed to be just a their take on horror. It's uh, you know, there's a werewolf 
among these people. One of them is a werewolf and you have to try to figure out who it is. Uh, I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be great. Like they've had werewolf characters in the MC in, in the Marvel universe. Um, yeah. J Jonah Jameson's son went to the moon and came back, uh, as a werewolf. So yep. is that the wind or your cat or are you farting? That's blowing the curtains behind you. Oh, it's the, I turned the fan on. I was giving. Oh, okay. I yes, just I'm saw the farting so much. I'm making the curtains ripple behind me. Yes. You never know, man. Yes. You no. never know. And the answer is no on that. Um, we got a secret invasion. trailer for secret invasion that told us absolutely Don't nothing. Don't need to talk about it. I'm there. Nope. Absolutely. And you're gone again, which means my internet. Nope. I can still hear you. Yeah. Nope. Yep. Um, I don't know. <laughs> it didn't say the internet dropped out, but oh. anyhow. Um, yeah. Secret invasion trailer looks decent. You know, it's, it's a Nick Fury story, basically. Uh, I'm interested to see who else we're going to see in it other than uh, Ben Mendelsohn's uh, definitely in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maria Hill, you know, yep. Kobe Smulders. Yep. It should be interesting because this is this. This was a big deal in the Marvel Universe itself. You know, the scroll invasion, them kind of taking over. But the scrolls were always enemies. And in this one, they're more refugees. So, yes. Yep. Mandalorian season three. Again, don't need to see it. We're there. Yep. Uh, the Santa Clauses. He wants to retire. Tim Allen back as the Santa Claus TV series. Okay. That's the interesting part. It's a TV series. Yep. Everyone's back for it. I think it's kind of neat. Something fun to watch leading up from November through Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this next story I loved and hated at the same time. Okay. Titan season four. I don't like Titans. I tried watching the first season. I hated it. It's, I don't like the teeny bopper drama that they did. Um, they changed the characters. It just was not enjoyable to me. However, I love Titus Welliver yeah, with all fan. my heart. And I love Lex Luthor as a villain. And to see Titus Welliver playing Lex Luthor, like I want to be invested in that, but I don't want it to be on Titans, especially considering the, the current state of the CWWB, uh, right. Discovery DC fiasco that's going on. Like yeah. any other day you tell me that Titus Welliver is going to play fucking Lex Luthor. Oh, I'm so there for it. Yeah. But Titans, come on. Ugh. Yeah. I thought it was funny when I was reading in the article, it said uh, recently portrayed by John Cryer on Supergirl. Ugh. And then it did in parentheses, like where, you know, they put like a, something they're known for. Yep. It did Superman four, the quest for peace. I was like, what? What? Yeah, he apparently he played Lenny Luther in that. Oh God. I had, to, I, I had to go look it up, but John Cryer played Lenny uh, Luther in Superman four, the quest for peace. That makes his Lex Luthor a little bit better casting then, but yeah. it's still like, I've tried to block out Superman four so hard. Yeah. Superman three as well, but Superman yeah. four. Oh, uh, National Treasure, Edge of History. Um, I guess it, it's a adventure, mystery, treasure hunting TV show. We'll check out at least the first episode. From Jerry Bruckheimer. I mean, yep. why not? Uh, this was very interesting to me. We're getting a podcast. Scripted uh, podcast. A scripted podcast, Star Trek Con, set at Alpha 5. It's going to happen. It's going to take place what? I don't know. From what led up to. The, uh, the, the, the Wrath of Khan. 
in Star yeah. Trek Two. Now yep. they haven't said who the cast is going to be. Correct. But if we get the Shatner <laughs> as uh, doing the voice of Kirk again, if he's in it, that would be unbelievable. I mean, they probably wouldn't have to do much of it. You know, this is going to start off with Kirk leaving um, Khan on SETI Alpha 5. Yes. but And, and the majority of it's going to be talking about Khan, his followers, what they did to survive, what they did there, and how it led up to Star Trek Two: The Wrath of Khan. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it, I'm very interested in what all of this yeah. is. Right. And to me, like, again, I'm, I'm pumped for it. I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm actually excited for this podcast. Yeah, and it's interesting. And again, if they can get William Shatner to voice Kirk in any way, shape or form again, that's pretty, pretty fucking fantastic, in my opinion. Absolutely. Yeah. I hope that they can get a good Ricardo Montalban, either impersonator or yeah. you know somebody who just sounds like him in the younger years. Um, just keep the theme going, you know, yep. don't do a, uh, <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do the real con. Yeah, exactly. So, but, uh, that's it. Is that everything? I think that's everything. I mean, that was a lot of news and trailers this week, but yeah, the uh, fall review and everything else. So, yep, it sure was cool. Well, uh, you can find me on the Twitterverse at, uh, I'm superstar Mel. Uh, you can try to find me there. I'm not usually there very often, but I'm the Quantum Geek G33K. And that's this week's podcast. Talk to you next week.